Cruz. Hello, good people, and welcome to Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. This week's movie, it's Baby Driver. I am your co-host, Sam Hurley, and I am joined this week by Stacey. How are you, Stacey? I'm great, thanks, Sam. Awesome. So if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is review a movie by asking 20 weird, wonderful, and awesome questions about it. Although this week, guys, unfortunately, we don't have enough time to give this the full 20-question treatment as we're trying to pump out as much content as we can before going on some leave. So we are only going to do 10 questions, but we've got some great questions here for you guys. Like, what are your jams? Give me three songs that you'd conduct a getaway drive to. Guns, cars, or music? What was the winner in this movie? What character is clearly a virgin? I like that one. We haven't had that one before, and it was a suggestion. Thanks, guys. But before we get into that, if you haven't seen the movie Baby Driver, go out and watch it. Straight up, one of the best films of the year. But anyway, Stacey, what is the plot of the movie Baby Driver? Okay, a talented getaway driver, Baby, relies on the beat of his personal soundtrack to be the best in the game. After meeting the woman of his dreams, he sees a chance to ditch his shady lifestyle and make a clean break. Coerced into working for a crime boss, Baby must face the music as a doomed heist threatens his life, love and freedom. Awesome. And it stars Ansel Elgort as the main character, Baby. We've got Kevin Spacey in there as his crime boss. We've got Jamie Foxx, John Hamm and Eliza Gonzalez playing a couple of uh, bank robbers that go along for the heist as well. We also have Lily James, who plays his love interest, and a very short cameo by John Bernfall, who's rapidly becoming one of my favourite actors. But anyway, IMDb have this rated 8.3 out of 10. Ron Tomatoes have this at 94%. Stacey Gavin, what would you rate this movie out of 10,012? I'd rate it 8,450. Jesus Christ! I really like this movie, and mainly because of John Hamm, John Hamm, and John Hamm. John motherfucking Ham. If I hear his <laughs> fucking name, oh, it's John Ham in it. Oh, John. Oh, look at John. <laughs> Jesus Christ, girl. He was definitely a madman in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to retract. What were we doing? Oh, we're rating it out what of 10,000. What do you rate it out of 10,000, Sam? Oh, I give this a solid 9,212. How? Yes, this was one of my favourite movies of this year. Oh my god! Like from start to finish, it twisted it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop before you go on. You like this better than Spider Man? Yes. Better than Logan? Yes. Better than Wonder Woman? Yes. Better than what else has come out? (laughs) (laughs) Dunkirk, which you saw last night. Yeah, better than that. You liked it better than La La Land. Oh. I like the dumper just took in the toilets better than I like La La Land. Okay. Yes, Kit. So tell us about it. Why? Why did you give it that high rating? From start to finish, it had me enthralled. Look, I, I've watched the Fast and the Furious movies pretty much out of hate watching them. Uh, but they like the thing the Fast and the Furious do is they do very good getaway scenes. This one was just as good. This had just as good getaway scenes, but it had heart. It had emotion. It had well acted. It had feelings. It had everything. It was amazing. Wow. And I, I, that Ansel Elgort guy, I didn't really like him that much. I watched the Fault in Our Stars and I thought he was a bit of a douche, but I liked him. Yeah. I think he was well cast in this movie. Oh, yeah, he was great. He, he's pretty unknown, you know. I mean, he has been in that movie, but he's relatively unknown and he's just, it's really cool. He just flies under the radar. It was good. Look, and just, oh, 
I was just wet dreaming all over it again. But, you know, like the opening scene, after the opening scene, which was amazing, we are treated to him going to pick up coffee and a theme song, one of the songs is playing over it. And as the song plays over it, there's the lyrics written on the footpath and on the wall and uh, and signs and everything. And it just blends in perfectly. And then later on, there's a shootout and the guns are firing in time with the music. Like it was just so well crafted. It was as close to a musical as you can get without it actually being a musical and at the same time, it was just amazing. It was. Let's get into the questions, ASAM. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to make a massive newbie confession about this question. I'll let you know what it is. You fell asleep during it. No. The name of this movie was an instant turn off for me. I heard Baby Driver and Sam was nagging me to go see it. And I turned him down at least three times because I'm like, Baby Driver, what the hell? What is that? That doesn't sound very alluring. For those listening at home, three times is Stacey's breaking limit before she agrees to something. <laughs> you yeah. can read into that as much as you want. <laughs> yeah, I really need to up that, don't I? Yes. Um, okay, so in order to sell the movie title Baby Driver, let's give it a tagline. Okay, so my tagline for this would be cars, guns, music, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, you can't throw in taglines, can you? What about cars, guns, music, hell yeah. Money. Money, yeah, money, hell yes. Yeah, totally. I'm going to go with something really cheesy. This oh, that's may, not like you. This may not sell the movie, it might make it worse. <laughs> You really believe the love story and it's quite sweet and innocent and he's a lovely guy and why? Baby driver. Bang, bang, vroom, vroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish we were doing video podcasts. Her face when she said that, which I was so excited. Bang, bang, vroom, vroom. It's not that bad, actually. It makes it, makes the, it the sound more, like the, a kid's the more, Yeah, it does. <laughs> This is not a kid's movie. Bang, bang, vroom, vroom. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the sound a kid makes when he's trying to pretend to drive a car. Yeah. Sorry, guys. No, the, 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 it's starting to grow on me. It's actually sounds like bang, bang, vroom, vroom. It's like kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Like That sounds stupid as a title, but it's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. All right, Sam. Listeners, this made me probably have about 14 mental breakdowns trying to decide on my answer for this question. But basically, what are your jams? Give me three songs that you conduct a getaway drive to. And now, look, we've pointed out that in the movie, he conducts his getaway drives to songs. He chucks on a specific song. In fact, he won't even start the getaway until he has that song on. It's amazing. And, now, and queued up exactly correct. Even rewinds one at one point. What about you, Stacey? What three songs would you pick? Okay, guys. Here's a song we all know and love. Seven Nation Army, The White Stripes. Oh, yeah. She's bopping along. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think we can all imagine a yep. getaway starting to that song. The next one is another. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis can't hold us. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. That's a wee bit boppy. And my third and final one. I can't is, wait to hear this. What we're going is, what on a bit says? of a tangent here. So this movie has... Some really gritty, awesome rock and violence and, yeah. and hip hop and cool stuff. Old school funk, yeah. But also, this movie does have quite a lot of soul and some interesting relationship stuff, and also slightly parody. I think there could be a parody getaway scene with this theme. What in the hell is this? Elevator music. Wait for it. What the? Do I really want to wait for it? 
Oh my god. I'm imagining a getaway chase through a shopping mall during Christmas with all the Christmas trees flying everywhere and the lights and Dear listeners, if you're wondering why Stacy hasn't got a job writing movies as a screenwriter. <laughs> uh, they're not wondering. They know. No, why. I know, yeah, they've worked it out. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sure that Sam has much better music look i don't necessarily have better music because music's subjective and it's all up to the person listening to it as to how much they enjoy it that being said my songs are way more superior <laughs> <laughs> okay okay what are they so i'm gonna do them in terms of newest to oldest and this one has a bit of a personal spot and for me and that me and spanky who you remember from previous podcasts once we're driving between hamilton and auckland's and we put the song on and then we both started galloping around like we were cowboys in our seat. And that is Knights of Cydonia by Muse. And if you don't know the song, here it is. Very cool. <laughs> anyway, I am going to go on to the next one. And unfortunately... The song was used in a Star Trek movie and it kind of ruined it for me in a lot of ways. Because this song, if you've seen the music video, pretty much was Starsky and Hutch before they tried to make the remake. It was a bunch of the three guys dressed up as cops, jumping over cars, doing like old 70s cop drama. And that is the song. Beastie Boys, Sabotage. I know you planned it. Nice. And finally, finally, finally... I am going to go with a song that is full of innuendo, where it paints the story of an automotive technician fixing somebody's car, and that is Trampled Underfoot by Led Zeppelin. Now, Led Zeppelin had at least three or four songs they had to cull. Close second was Achilles' Last Stand. Eight minutes of gloriousness, but here's Trampled Underfoot. Just a sick little bass line. Very funky song. I've never heard it before. Oh, it's good. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, man. Cool. I'm, I'm a fan. Listen. <laughs> You're a fan of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've tried to force some lead on her. Sometimes See, when you drink. But... When, you, when you force people to do things, it doesn't work. Okay, so, so your next question. Okay, that was a bit of fun. I liked that question. Okay, so I don't normally do this, but I stumbled across a review for this movie in the Washington Post. Oh, so that's where this question came from. Yeah. I know. It, and the writer of the review compared this movie, this the opening scene in this movie, to La La Land's opening scene. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the exact quote. Baby Driver begins with a bang, a showstopper of an opening number reminiscent of the ecstatic traffic jam in La La Land. Only this time <sighs> with the cars themselves as the dancers. What do you think about this? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask. see the rage boiling behind my nerd eyes. Yes, his head has gone pink. Oh, he looks fuck. like a tomato. Yes. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get where they're coming from. We watched the movie Dunkirk last night, and that had an opening that was flipping terrifying. I'd say that opening was more like Baby Driver than this. Like, the Baby Driver opening was balls-to-the-wall exhilaration, Whereas the opening of La La Land was a bunch of dudes in a fucking car pile-ups talking about bloody 
<laughs> we're in a traffic jam talking, singing about fucking LA and our bloody, what it's like. <sighs> I totally agree. I think there are slight similarities into the way both movies open. They do both open with a showstopper, but that's where the similarity ends. La La Land, after the opening scene, just descends down this horrible tunnel of disappointment where Baby Driver just gets better and better. That's and true. The, the final scene, climax scene, is even better than the opening scene, which is hard to believe. Here's a good thing for you guys. If, if no one's actually seen this movie and basically isn't going to go see it in the movies, the opening car chase scene is actually out at the, on YouTube. You can watch the whole scene. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, watch yeah. it. And if you don't want to see the rest of the movie after that, then there's something wrong with you. Okay, so later on in the movie, Jamie Foxx's character pretty much forces Baby Driver to go into a diner where his girlfriend works. And, of course, he doesn't want to go in there because, you know, he doesn't want to see his girlfriend while he's hanging out with a whole bunch of these gangster types. And he does a pretty piss-poor attempt at convincing Jamie Foxx not to make them go in there. They end up going in anyway. So what excuse would you have come up with? Yeah, so Baby doesn't have a very good reputation amongst the crime psychopaths. They um, inexplicably hate him, even though he <laughs> saves their a... ass. Um, like, it's, it's weird. Exactly. So I think my answer would be, you want to sell yourself as a bit of a badass. So I think Baby should have said, I held them up at gunpoint last week, and I don't want to go in back in there for fear of getting caught. Or, oh, ID'd or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's go to another diner. That works. I'd probably use the explosive diarrhea. <laughs> Excuse. Say so you got food poisoning from that place, or you are currently suffering through the effects of food poisoning, and you don't want to go into that. <laughs> don't want to revisit the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah. The scene of the incident. <laughs> the incident. <laughs> Fair enough. Good excuse. When would that excuse not work? That's what I'd like to know. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of using Muchy's excuse from the Spider-Man podcast of you need to go home and Google ways to remove a dildo from your anus. <laughs> but Machu, then I, but, you're but then, a bad influence. But then I realised I have common sense and that's probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Bats is going to buy that? No, not at all. wonder if he's called Bats because he's batshit crazy. Yeah. Well, what's his real name? Leon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. So... Guns, cars, or music, which was the winner in this movie? All of them. But if what? I but if I get have off to, the fence. But it's so fun up here. If I had to pick one, it's gonna be the music. Oh yeah. It sold the movie. From start to finish, it encapsulated everything that was happening in such an amazing way. And for them to combine the two and this almost symbiotic relationship of a film was amazing. Loved it. Totally agree. So I'm gonna toss up between guns and cars. Now I I do not condone gun violence or anything like that. However, there was really effective use of guns in this movie, as Sam pointed out earlier. When they had the shootout in time with the music. But deep down, this is a, a movie about driving, so I'm going to go with cars. Fair enough. Because at the end of the day, cars are really what make the difference in this movie. Yeah, fair enough. I can understand that. They are part of the plot. They're like characters. Yeah. They all have their own personalities. And when they switch from car to car to car, it kind of brings on a different dimension. You couldn't imagine them doing it with like horse and carriage or anything, could you? <laughs> that would have been awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting, eh? It would be insane. Anyway, that takes me on to question number seven. Why does Kevin Spacey keep hiring complete and utter psychopaths? That's what they are, guys. The Jamie Foxx's character, John Hamm's character, everybody's character in this that's a bad guy is 
batshit insane. Well, don't you have to be to be a, just a daylight bank robber? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You can have balls of steel. Oh, the, the, I'm not completely insane, and I rob banks on the regs, so. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what's your answer, Sam? Basically, you've got a choice. You've either got to hire these batshit insane guys that you know can handle themselves and are a bit more aware or whatever, or because there's only a couple of sort of people that flock to crime, or you've got these absolute hicks like, oh, so what do you want us to do again, boss? What are we going to do? we got to go down to the store, and we're going to pull out a gun, and we're going to point them at the... the we're going to shoot each other, boss? No, you're not going to fucking shoot each other. <laughs> You can just imagine it. You don't really have much of a choice. I don't think there's much of a spectrum between intelligence level of bloody criminals. I think you're either incredibly smart and just get off on the frill of doing it, or you're incredibly dumb and don't really have another option. Mm, do you think that's the difference between uh, Kevin Spacey as the crime boss and the actual guys who do the crime? Yeah, I think he's maybe got that intelligence, but he's not that dumb. All right, so early in the movie, there's a meet-cute scene between Aww. Lily and Ansel. Well, sorry, Baby and Deborah. And the converse, topic of conversation is songs that their names appear in. And clearly, Baby wins that competition. Every song's about him. That is true, yeah. <laughs> so, Sam, share with us a couple of famous songs that your name appears in. I literally can only think of two. Uh, and it's quite funny because the two that I thought of, they actually had a bit of beef back in the 90s. So first of all, we have Insane in the Brain by Cypress Hill. And oh, yeah? I didn't know that had your name in it. Don't you know I'm local? I'm just going to skip it ahead a bit. Like Sam. Damn, I feel like the son of Sam. Ah. So there we go. That's one. And then the other one is Ice Cube. I want to kill Sam. <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn. I want to kill kill Sam. Sam. There you go. (laughs) Well, I didn't know that. And now you've got a new favorite song. (laughs) Next time I'm in trouble, dear listeners, I'm pretty sure that she'll storm off back to the room and chuck that on the radio. And in case I have, you know, in case I'm wondering whether she's in a tantrum with me or not, (laughs) it's going to be pretty obvious. Now, what about you, Stace? Okay, guys. So, of course, there's the widely, you know, well-known song Stacy's mum has got it going on <laughs> and yeah. okay everyone I was told I wasn't allowed to say anything about this when she... <laughs> yeah okay so so everyone knows that song but you know I thought hey let's dig a bit deeper because I'd like to know if there are some more songs out there that I could maybe use as my own per- personal anthems and I uncovered a few perlers all right so let's first of all go to Hicksville with this song by Critical Fish called Kim and Stacy. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like I said, Hicksville. So, I've got, I love this one. I love this one. Okay. This is a song called Oh, Stacy. Look what you've done. By the Zootons. Oh, they sing Valerie. Sure, this is a good song. <laughs> My third one that I want to share with you guys by the Chevelles. What the hell is it? Oh, 
So if he loves cocaine. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't know that. I, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So there we go. Stacey loves cocaine. Hope I've introduced you to some new music there, people. You can go out and look for that. Awesome. It's actually an interesting endeavor, Googling your own name to see what comes up. Uh, that takes me up to question number eight. Which character from this film is clearly a superhero in disguise? I think that... So Kevin Spacey's character is akin to Nick Fury in the Avengers So, movies. So what's his superpower then? He's just the boss. Just intelligent or... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nah, hey, nah, hey, hey, hey. Nah, the, 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 question, the question was which character is clearly a superhero? You didn't ask me what there's superpowers were well you got to have a superpower to be a superhero unless you're batman or like tony stark <laughs> okay then what's nick fury's super fa- power uh he's got a eye one patch? eye yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah, i see where you're coming from he puts everyone together well i'm gonna go with the very obvious answer bats no oh. take another guess Lily, uh deborah 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 no i'm not going with oh, come on it's john ham jo- what yeah well buddy jo- yeah yeah john ham gets cornered and shot at by police on about i don't know 12 different times and then he pops up again 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 okay 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 we get it we get it he can teleport that's what I'm telling you. He's a teleporter. Do you think he's kind of like the Terminator? Yeah, no. no. I don't know, mate. Nah, because okay. he couldn't have Scrap shot that. it. Oh, in a way, yeah, it works. No, I think he can teleport. I reckon he can teleport himself out of dangerous situations. <laughs> that would that explain said, why he lasted so long. Doesn't explain why he turned. He goes from John Ham to roast pork in the final scene. Oh, spoiler alert! Yes, <laughs> I said that to Stacey in the movie, and she giggled. And the guys behind us told us to shut up. <laughs> Okay, so... He did tell me afterwards it was pretty funny, though. Okay, so which character is clearly a virgin? This is easy. It's Lily James's character. She's so... Sweet. Sweet and pure and beautiful and... I wonder if she'd go out with me and... (laughs) (laughs) Creep. Yeah. No, she's just such a lovely girl. She's Although she does get swallowed into baby's life pretty easily when he's like, right, I'm going to meet you at 2 o'clock in the morning and we're out of here. She sort of hang around well, waiting for him. She is working in so a diner and she does want to just find something else. It's like the whole Bonnie and Clyde situation. Yeah, it is. So I think she's that naive, sweet young girl that's waiting for the man of her dreams to come and sweep her off her feet. What about you, Stace? I'm going to go with Jamie Foxx's character, Bats. Oh, that man does have a lot of pent-up aggression. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the only way I can describe his just absolute ferocious nature where he just wants to shoot up everyone he sees. In Fair every enough, situation. Yeah. yeah, that man needs to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he is long overdue getting laid, that guy. Okay, so that takes us on to our final question. I don't want to play my cards too early, but was the final act of this movie anything like you expected it to be? No. Damn, there goes my answer. No, we can both have the same answer. Can for we? For this? Can yes, we, we really? can. Thank you. <laughs> um, and okay, before we get into this one, I think we should uh, alert people to the fact that we are going to spoil the ending here. So spoiler you, alert! It's time to spoiler stop, alert! It's time to stop listening if you haven't watched this movie yet. Anyway, for those of you still with us, I didn't expect Hi, Kevin Mom. Spacey to die. Yeah. I don't know why. It just seemed un like why. Why did everything just turn to shit all of a sudden and he gets he gets killed? Not only does he get killed, he gets killed by his own team. 
That's true. He does go out. But it, it sort of made sense. He couldn't keep him alive. He would have came after Baby. He sort of he would have been holding held over Baby's head. He would have been coming back and even if Baby got arrested, he would have been like, Right, you know, I need you to do some stuff for me. Remember I'm a bad guy, all that sort of shit. He was never gonna let his asset go. Mm, yeah, good point. It's a good outcome for Baby. But that being said, no, I didn't expect it either. I, I thought we were gonna have a getaway scene and then we did, and then we had another one on top of that, and then another one on top of that. It just kept going and going and going. And then yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, he ends up getting arrested and going to court and getting put in jail. And then cut to five years later, we see him getting out and hooking up with his girl. I was amazed. I was surprised. To be honest, I thought we we're going to have a car chase scene and then we're going to get him at the cops basically saying he's been held prisoner by Kevin Spacey and made to do all these acts and just being let off. I really liked that ending because it tied the whole movie up and wrapped it up in a neat little bow. Like it gave us... The end of the movie, then a tiny bit of the future, just yep. enough so that we can leave satisfied. So that like, we know what happened. That was cool. We're at peace with it. <laughs> we can go on with our lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, now that we've finished up with the cues, that takes us down to our bonus section of the podcast, the Nerds Trivia Showdown for the noob to see if she's still a noob or not. Basically, the rules for this is that Stacey has to answer five questions. If she gets three or more questions right, she's no longer considered a noob and she's starting to get into the nerd category. Two or less, obviously, you're still a noob. This is a bit of an insight into my own mind because basically I remember all these most boring, useless trivia and it's always been pointless, but not anymore. Now I get to use it in this. Oh, yeah. Yay. Look how excited I am. (laughs) Okay. Name me three other films that Edgar Wright, the director of Baby Driver, has directed. I knew you were going to ask me this, and I so nearly at the start of this podcast asked you to tell the listeners what else Edgar Wright has directed. cheeky monkey. But actually, I do know Hot Fuzz, uh, Shaun of the Dead, and... And... One of those, Shaun of the Dead (laughs) 2. I don't no. know. I don't know. But the easiest answers were The World's End and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh, I haven't seen those two movies. So that's... He, he also directed another debut movie, but I can't remember the name of it. Hey, that was close. Can you give me half a point? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so next up. In this movie, we get a joke about how he's asked for Mike Myers ma- masks. And when they get to do the robbing, they get when they get to the robbery... The guy pulls out some Austin Powers masks. Now, why was that funny? Explain to me how what he's asked for and what they've ended up with is the wrong thing. Explain that to me. I actually don't understand that because it was Mike Myers (laughs) as a character, wasn't it? When he said, I want Mike Myers masks, he was referring to the killer in Halloween, Michael Myers, and he wears a mask inside out. You've seen it and you haven't seen the movie Halloween. So that's what he was asking for, was masks from the movie Halloween. And that guy took it as meaning he wanted Michael Myers, the actor's masks. So he got him Austin Powers ones. Oh. Oh. I did not know that. I have not seen Halloween. Stacy, in order to qualify for a nerd, you have to answer the next three questions correctly. Oh, pressure. What film did we watch together with Lily James in it? Have we watched a movie with her in it? We saw a trailer. No. We saw last night. No, 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 no. She was in. Time's up. It was Cinderella. Is she Cinderella? Yeah, she plays Cinderella. I did not know that. Well, there you go. Okay, so you, you qualified as a new, but let's just play for, I don't know, bonus points or anything. Jamie Foxx in the movie wears a jersey with a card on it. What was the card? Joker. King of Hearts. 
Oh. <laughs> that was a total <laughs> guess. And this, dear listeners, is why she's a noob. Takes us down to the final question. This is this is pity points now, Stacey. You've got to get this one. <laughs> and it's pretty easy. Name another movie that Jamie Foxx and Kevin Spacey star in. Or are in, or actually just the, the two of them are in. And I'll give you a clue. We watched the sequel. We No, we watched half of the sequel and we decided the movie was really shit. Jamie Foxx and Kevin Spacey are in yes. a movie together. Yes, they play supporting We watched actors. the sequel, but you want me to... Name the original. No, name either of them. Name the original. Name a movie that they're both in. And I'll give you a clue, since this is for pity points yes. now. <laughs> the lead actors are Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and Jason Sudeikis. And it also features Jennifer Aniston. Oh, horrible bosses. Yay! Ding, 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 ding. Stacey Gavin, you've got a point. Yes, we tried to watch half, <laughs> tried to watch half the sequel. It was flipping abysmal. Not for us. Hey, I'm proud. I keep my noob status. Okay, guys. So that takes us down to the end of our podcast. Thanks again for listening. As usual, send us any questions or suggestions that you would like answered or to put into the show. Your support means the world to us. It truly does. It makes me happy every time I get a DM on Twitter or a Facebook message or a text from close friends or even just, oh, hey, I listened to one the other day. It was all right. No, it makes me feel good, guys. Well, I listened to half of one and then I got distracted and yeah, walked away. It yeah. doesn't matter. Half's better than none. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, we do have the seminal hit, my favourite movie of all time, The Notebook. Can't wait for that. Yes. Listen oh, out to that, everyone. Uh, otherwise, yeah, that's thanks for me. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs> all right. I've got to stop m- masturbating over this movie. Where does this person get off? Take your advice from yeah. Sam. I love how you pushed the buzzer and then looked really confused. I'm just using the buzzer to buy me time because I don't have a competitor with me today. I'm getting my buzzer practice in. Matewa.